We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Hour number two, the second and final hour of today's Ultimate Saturday Fitzy and Hart radio program here on WEI. You can give us a call and talk Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, life, love, whatever at 617-779-7937. I say Ultimate Saturday episode because this will be the final Fitzy and Hart radio show during this particular time slot. It's taken a while to finally bump me from the Saturday shows, Andy. First it was... Uh, Gilroy and Fitzy, then it was for a brief stint after Patrick left the station, it was Fitzy and Fallon for a little while with Courtney Fallon, then she made her way to Miami, and then it was Laird and Fitzy for a while, then they took over the 9-1 to slot with Laird and Curtis, or Ken and Curtis, so then it became Fitzy and Mego, and then she got the midday show job, and then it became Fitzy and Hart. So take heart in the fact that you'll either get fired or you'll get a promotion. So, you know, there's a 50-50 chance it's going to be awesome or awful one way or another for you. But for us, uh, Christian Arcand will be taking over the 1-4 to four slot starting next Saturday here on WEI. Christian is a massive pickup for the station, possibly the most positive press, the biggest W I've seen WEI pick up in quite some time. Emphasis on the W. He'll be starting on Monday as a producer and... Occasional voice trending on WEI's Merloni, Fourier, and Mego program. Doing some Saturday shows, maybe some Sundays. And then maybe you'll hear from us again. Of course, if you're a subscriber to the Six Rings podcast, you can hear from us several times a week. We'll still be doing the Six Rings postgame show after all Patriots games here on WEI. We'll be filling in here and there. Some uh, mud at night spots. Maybe some Sundays. Who knows? Could be some Saturdays as well. So stay tuned. We'll always keep you up to date. But the regular one to four slot is uh shall we say well it's 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 a it's a part of the past now andy but we've uh, we've enjoyed our time here i'm not here to talk about the past i'm here to talk about the future that's right whatever that may hold although now i can say saturdays are for me bitches yeah exactly (laughs) saturdays are for the boys that's exactly right now my i get to spend saturdays with the kids which is great i got a flag football semi this sat the particular saturday night we're talking about putting all the TVs up in the main room so you can watch some college football, Celtics and Bruins. I got a Saturday night that features a flag football semifinal game, and as soon as that wraps up, taking them to the monster trucks. Nice. Now that's a night. 
Wait, that's that how you Is the flag football under the lights? Or is it flag football? They rescheduled it. It was supposed to be last night, but we had that tropical storm Nicole rain that blew through yep. and was positively torrential till midnight. So we couldn't play the game last night. They moved it to tonight. So it's Saturday night lights, and oh. then it's monster trucks. Now that is, is this indoor or outdoor monster trucks? Indoor monster trucks. <laughs> Indoa. Flag football under the lights, and then monster trucks. Oh, is there a little food mixed in? Some chicken fingers, some pizza, some oh, beers slash sodas. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's got, a I've night. The, oh, it's going to be phenomenal. And then wake up Sunday morning, and then I'm going to make a deluxe brunch. Going to get the kids dressed up in their later hosen. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a veritable November fest here. We're going to watch Brady take on uh, old pal Pete Carroll from Germany tomorrow at 930. So you get some brunch style Sunday NFL. Then you got Minnesota Buffalo at one o'clock tomorrow. This weekend is just trending upward and upward and getting better by the moment, my man. Look at you. You must have been one of those people that offloaded their crypto money in the dark last <laughs> night and cheated the system. <laughs> Oh, on line one, we have a call right now who, who has, actually has a question about the program, in particular my hygiene. Why not? Hey, Phil, how are you? Welcome to Fitzy and Hart. <clears throat> Fitzy, good to Hello, talk Phil. to you. It's probably safer to talk to you. And I hope that they, they, they put your name up on the board in chalk because it seems like uh, the turnover is horrendous. <laughs> Do you have a bathing problem or brushing your teeth? What, is there something? Phil, Apparently, I'm the Spinal Tap drummer. Be, like that, just, <laughs> he's annoying as f. I I, I enjoy you, and, and of course, it doesn't come through and permeate my vehicle. Thank God. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm worried about you. Oh, Phil, worry not, my man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you listening, sir, and I appreciate you expressing said concern. But there is little to no worry need for me. Uh, life is good. I'm probably the hap hap happiest guy you would know on sports radio or anywhere in around and about town. Even if I express some stress about the current state of the New England Patriots football team, uh, life is good. Every day is a gift and I'm happy. I start the party every time I open my eyes on the right side of the dirt, Phil. So I appreciate that very much. And yes, I actually, just because I don't wash my hair that often, because I believe in the regenerative power of your scalp and your hair follicles does Ugh. not mean just because I'm not a regular hair washer does not mean I have bad hygiene. Why, in fact, even though I've been sitting in studio with you several days, Andy, where I've come from working the Patriots game at Gillette, doing my fan service, Jumbotron work, and everything else pregame, and then I zip across from Foxborough to Brighton and get ready for the show, and I tell you maybe during a break, wow, I'm feeling particularly fragrant right now. Try not to come downwind of me. I still have excellent hygiene. You've never complained, right? Uh, I have never complained, but this uh, is an interesting segue that the caller brings up hygiene. I saw a commercial on real TV last night for the first time, not some fake uh, parody commercial. Have you seen these new commercials for this cream that you rub, um, let's say, between your cheeks to remain shower fresh all day long? I have actually heard about that for a long time. My cousin works in dermal science, and he's told me about that for years, and it's funny now that it's making its way to market. Yeah, it's like me. It was a real commercial that I was watching, uh -huh. and I kept thinking, I'm, am I on Comedy Central? Am I on, like, is this like a YouTube <laughs> is this like Saturday a, Night Live? Yeah, like, is this like one of those, like, the commercials they run right after the opening sketch? Uh, yes. Right after the opening monologue on SNL? And, and it wasn't. It was a real commercial for... <laughs> post-shower cream that you rub between your butt cheeks and it guarantees you sa you stay perfectly stressed, fresh for 12 hours. It's It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. 
Like, I literally was taken aback. And you know me. I'm not, like, offended by anything. You don't Nothing. shock easily. No. And I was like, is this for real? Is this, like, butt cream? We're doing butt cream now? Yeah. That's where we are, oh, Andy. Unreal. That's where we are. <laughs> Maybe you we, need that, we, we can. We're, we're going to send. We're going to send an autonomous vehicle that is driven by battery to Mars while the person who created that company tears social media in half. And somewhere in between, now we have cream that you can rub on yourself to say shower fresh. All day long. Speaking of shower fresh, that's what Fitzy and Hart do for you. We're going to come right back and talk some Red Sox, Bruins, and Celtics, catch you up on the state of the sports scene in Boston, try to figure out where the X-Man is going and how much money it's going to cost, and is there anyone just in case the X-Man leaves town? If we lose bogey, who would you like to see wearing a Red Sox uniform to start the 2023 season to ease your troubles? And my God, can we please sign Raffy Devers before John Henry buys the Washington Commanders? 617-779-7937 is the number. Let's catch up on everything else with Trending Now. Gresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics beat the Nuggets 131-112 to 112 last night at the TD Garden. Jason Tatum had a game-high 34 points, 8 boards, and 5 assists. Jalen Brown, 25 points, 8, rebo- eight rebounds. I was going to say rebounds and boards because I said boards before. So I say reboards. 8 rebounds. Maybe it's better Arcan takes over next week. Probably. He's a professional. <laughs> And eight assists. Celtics back in action tonight as they head to Detroit to play the Pistons. Tip-off against Detroit is at 7 p.m. Meanwhile, the White Hot Bruins play the first of a back-to-back tonight. They're in Buffalo to play the Sabres. Puck drop there is seven as well. Jim Montgomery leaning towards Keith Kincaid getting the start in net tonight. The Patriots are off this week, of course. It is their bye. There's a hefty and fun Week 10 slate that begins with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, and the Seattle Seahawks from Munich tomorrow at 9.30. Then, of course, at 1 o'clock, you've got Minnesota taking on the Buffalo Bills. Still no word on Josh Allen. If we get anything, we'll pass that along to you before 3 o'clock today. You can catch up on all the NFL action tomorrow with Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy on WEI Football Sunday from 10 to 1. The Six Rings postgame show returns next week following the conclusion of Jets at Pats. And in college football, number 16, North Carolina State hosts Boston College at 3.30. We will begin coverage right here on 93.7 FM WEI at 3 o'clock with John Mita Perel and the gang. Other ranked games around the country, number 18, Texas hosts number 4, TCU. Number 11, Ole Miss hosts number 9, Alabama. And number 6, Oregon hosts number 25, Washington. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. The rare baseball pivot on the Fitzy and Hart program as baseball free agency began yesterday. I believe it was 5 o'clock yesterday, Andy, when the free agency whistle blew. And there have been just a few a few signings to date thus far. 
Two biggest moves that I can uh, see to date have been both made by the Houston Astros. One, uh, reliever Rafael Montero in an unconfirmed report from MLB insider John Paul Morosi. Uh, Three-year, $34.5 million contract. So just in case anybody was hoping that maybe the Red Sox would be able to pry him away from the World Series champion Houston Astros and help rebuild a bullpen in need of some live arms, that ain't going to be happening because he'll be sticking around in Houston. But the move is made by a team that currently technically, pardon the double adverb use, does not have a general manager because the Houston Astros yesterday also parted ways with general manager James Click, who was offered a one-year contract extension uh, and decided to say, uh, hard pass, thanks, guys. He took his World Series ring and left town. And that left a few to wonder, including our own Lou Merloni, if perhaps maybe that could be a name on the radar of your Boston Red Sox, depending on how things go with Heim Bloom during this incredibly pivotal offseason. Obviously, uh, Xander Bogart's opted out of his deal. He's an unrestricted free agent now in baseball. A qualifying offer was tendered to Nathan Evaldi. Uh, He would have to go someplace plus a draft pick, so there's a very good chance he'll probably say yes to that. But the X-Man could be leaving town. I've seen but one piece, and it was from MLB.com, who thinks that Xander Bogarts will return to the Red Sox. Um, I just, I, at this point now, they've said, the Red Sox have said that keeping Bogarts as shortstop and on the team is priority number one. Uh, I mean, they've had an awfully long time to figure this out. They've seen this potential storm coming. There are so many teams that are going to spend money. The Giants, they would love his leadership and his bat and his fundamentals. The Twins are going to lose Carlos Correa. The Cubbies are going to spend money. Hell, the Yankees may want to steal from within. And the team that I think he may ultimately end up with, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Andy. This, where, do you th- where do you think he ends up and what kind of money do you think he fetches? I think he ends up with the Red Sox. I do. Maybe I'm being naive. Uh, Will Fleming has definitely influenced me on this with his opinions and sort of reporting things that he's heard about how all in or or very much uh, intent they are on re-signing him. I think they're trying to pull a Belichick here. I really do. I think they're trying to pull the see what's on the market. Oh, you think you can get that? Go visit the Dolphins. Go visit the Steelers and find out there's not as much money out there as you think, whether it's David Andrews or Dante Hightower, some of these guys that have gone out and ended up returning to New England on on deals that weren't probably as as big as they hoped they would get. I think they're pushing back on probably the idea. I don't know what the number is, whatever the number that Boris and Bogarts have that they, they're floating, whether it's $200 million or whatever. And I think the Red Sox are, are sort of hoping that they can uh, play this right and get Xander back on a, a more palatable deal. Mm-hmm. Because if he leaves... People are not going to be happy. They're already not happy. You're a last place team right now. The only thing yeah, you people paid have, luxury tax money. You you have the highest ticket prices, and you sucked. Hi- yeah, my God, I, did, I I hosted a fundraiser at Fenway the other night. A beer was still twelve fifty. Yeah, no, <laughs> you look. I, I'm in. I, I keep saying it. You're looking up at the Orioles. Everybody <sighs> else. It's one thing if it's the Rays or the Blue Jays or the. You're looking up at the Orioles, and you're going to let. Your arguably most popular player, Walk, the guy that you see more jerseys of when you walk around at a mm-hmm. game, outside on the streets leading up to a game, a guy who, you know, people are, love him for not only what he's done, but the way he approaches things and the whole theory of I don't take nights off at home because kids came to see me play. Everything about him. Love him. 
you're going to let that walk. I, I just, I can't after, and I do tie these together, even though I they shouldn't necessarily, like Mookie Betts already gone, and you have on the horizon Devers. Like, I, I just don't think you can do it. And I know some people try to tie Devers and Bogarts together because of their friendship and like, and there's, but you know, there's been these reports that the Red Sox are looking into second baseman and moving Story to to short. And I don't I mean, like why that. Why did they but... sign him in the first place? And you know that they have uh, Marcelo Mayer coming up, yep. and that they they they're big believers in his talent, and they should be because he seems to be loaded with potential that may be major league ready in just a year's time. So do you sign? He's not going to sign Bogarts for a year. He's going to go get a anywhere between five to six-year deal someplace else. He's already put in 10 years with the Red Sox organization and won two World Series, but this is a, like, this is a lifetime guy. You can't let him go. Six and 150. I keep coming back to something in that range. Six and 150. They offered him four for 90. He was good for three for 60. He opted out of that. Six to 150 would be it's a little more money. Basically, you could say like he and Story are going to be together. They could be infield mates for the next five, six years. Uh, he's going to be getting a little more money than Story, who they had to overpay to woo away from the Rockies. But then Bogarts, people might say, like, well, look at our fundamentals. Uh, look at the range. And they're like, well, look at the power on this guy. His defensive metrics are a little bit better. I would think that that would be enough to satisfy his wants. And Scott Boris obviously can be uh, pretty damn demanding as well. And he can be he can be fickle and tough to negotiate with. But maybe this is an instance where Bogart says, you know, uh, I'm happy with this. This shows a commitment to me and my family and that they value me on the team. But let's say, okay, Trey Turner leaves the Dodgers. He goes to the Phillies where he wants to supposedly reunite with Bryce Harper, right? Now you have uh, Kevin Correa on the market. Do the Dodgers go after him because he's got a big bat? He's going to cost more than Bogarts. Or do you go for somebody more fundamentally sound like Bogey and you partner him up with Freddie Freeman, who's a really good guy, and Mookie Betts, who he played with. And you go for the high-quality human being who does all the right things and still has a lot of good baseball left in him. Because if so, that'll be an absolute heartbreaker to me. Absolutely. And and I, any team that wouldn't want, you know, not just saying they need a shortstop or whatever, but is there a team that wouldn't want Bogarts on their on their team based on everything he does? Yeah. What team isn't in the better with him immediately the next day? Right. Yeah. He's a locker room leader. He's a fan favorite. Like, he has no black marks against him. I would even argue... You know, he is 30, and there is that, oh, how long are you going to go, mid-30s? You regret the back end of contracts. But he hits for average. I can't imagine he's not going to hit for average for the next six years. So it, the power numbers that people question that kind of come and go and aren't what people, what people would want maybe from a $25-plus million-a-year player, if he hits 310 and drives in some runs for me, I'm never going to say it's a hideous contract. It might not be, you know, true value in the back end, but – I just I don't see the downside to signing Bogart. You're the Boston Red Sox. You do not have any commitments essentially moving forward. I know you have a lot of holes to fill. You have a lot of work to do, and you have a bigger. I also I've heard people say like, oh, you know, you you set the market for Devers if you go too high. No, you don't. Devers' market is through the roof, no matter what you do with Xander Bogarts. It's going to be right. a ridiculous contract. So if you can pair those two up, hell, even if you want to move him later. I still think he'd be more open to being moved. As long as you hand him his long-term deal, as long as he's making more money than Trevor Story, if you say, eh, listen, here's what we're doing. Devers is moving, you're moving, Story's moving. We're rotating the dial a little bit. You're going to... I think he'd be open to that just based on the kind of guy he is, team player he is. And remember, he played third when he came up, right? Early on, he, he did it. I think... 
Yep. Had to step I in think for Will you, Middlebrooks in the World Series. If you give him the contract and the stability, and he knows he's essentially the captain of the Boston Red Sox for the next six years, I think some of that other stuff will play itself out. So, I, to me, it's just too obvious that he has to be back. But, hey, I've seen a lot of sports teams screw up a lot of things over the years, not just the Red Sox. But the thing that interests me is I'm into this. I don't know if you're into this. Like, I grew up a kid. Like, this was a fun time of year to be a Red Sox fan. Actually, back then, this was the fun time of the year because the season actually didn't pay pay fruits, pay dividends all that yeah, often. Yeah, once they signed Pedro and, and Dan Duquette turned everything on its head back in 1998 or traded for Pedro, the offseason became fun. And it has but been fun ever But even before then, even before then, in the early 90s, they were always active. They were doing, hell, in the 80s, they gave Clemens a contract this time of year. I think he was like the first $25 million man. Like, they were always active. And I know the baseball uh, winter season has not been as fruitful as it used to be. Like, they've sort of elongated it, and it's like you can't get excited. It used to be more packed in in November and December. Um, but, you know, I read headlines like this is the most eventful, uh, the athletic, this is the most eventful Red Sox season in a decade. And that excites me. You have money. You have Will, again, Will Fleming thinks they're going to target trade opportunities for high-end pitching. I'm intrigued by this. I don't know if they're going to pay off. Because you, you sometimes get disappointed with these teams when you think fireworks, quote unquote, are coming. I think that was a Celtics term a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and, you know, Red Sox. Like this is a big off season, but if you retain Bogarts and go get some starting pitching, okay, so inject some life into the winter, so I can forget about the fact that you were a terrible, boring last place baseball team last year. They were just a, an absolute snooze, a losing record. And yet still, Bogarts had a tremendous year with a war of 5.8, OPS of 830, batted over 300, nagging injuries, sagging lineup, inconsistency all around. I would be very curious to see which, you know, what assets do the Red Sox have that Bloom wanted to rebuild in a farm system that many had said had been depleted by Dave Dombrowski, who just took another team to the World Series, by the way. So mm, um, Funny how that it, works. Yeah, funny how that works. Exactly right. David's on the line, Andy. He'd like to join us to talk a little baseball. Hi, David. Welcome to Fifteen Heart. Good afternoon, Nimrod. Hello. Sorry, I mean. <laughs> Hello, I mean, Goofballs. Oh, yeah. well done. Is this, is this the odd couple I'm calling? Sure is. Dead men yeah. walking. Yeah. So this is it. This is like the uh, the farewell episode yeah. of. Are we ever going to hear from you guys again? Except like you yeah. said, the casual pop-ins? No, we're like you know, Brady in. We're like Brady in the playoffs against the Titans. This is an ugly last dance, but we'll be back to do bigger and better things somewhere else at a different time. You better be. I mean, I think you two should hold out and just. I mean, demand uh, uh, the overnight. You got to demand some. Um, those overnights must be a, must must be tough. I don't know. I think you guys are. You guys are excellent, and and you're great listening to, and and who knows where, but we, we we're gonna miss you. Well, thank you. But we'll, well still it's been get a pleasure being a part uh, of your Saturday for a while, David. And thank you for listening. Uh, we'd be happy to talk a little baseball with you right now because tis the season of free agency. All right. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, it's such a pleasure. I mean, God, wouldn't that be cathartic if they would go after some high level pitching during the off season? Yes. I mean, that's what I've been advocating for 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 God knows how long. And I mean, this style of plays is not going to last, and you need pitching, and it, it has to happen. I got another question too, though. Is there a stat? In, this is a baseball question. Is, is there a stat in baseball? I mean, there must be because there's a stat for everything. Say Devers, say, say Devers is at bat, and I don't know, just some of the Bogarts and 
Stalbecker on second and third, and Douglas comes up and hits a three-run shot, mm-hmm. he would get it's kind of like a plus-minus thing. But let's say he hits a three-run shot with guys on second and third. The guy at third comes home, so that's one base. The guy at second comes home, that's two bases. And Devers gets four bases. So that's a total of plus seven. Then let's say he comes up later on when nobody on it hits a double. Two bases. It's plus nine. Now he's in the field, and the other team has guys on second and third, and there's a ground ball to him, and he bobbles it and throws the ball into, uh, into the dugout. Second and third come home. The batter gets second base. So that would be minus five. So plus nine, minus five, he'd be like a plus four for the day. Oh, I would always call that like, David, I would call that like bases accounted for or something like that. Bath. Yeah, because that's my biggest argument with, uh, I mean, I've said it a billion times. That's my biggest argument with a guy like Devers. As great as he is, as great as he is as a hitter, he's almost like like a baby Manny as a hitter. He's a terrific hitter. And granted, he was still better in the field this year defensively, but he's still, at best, just an average defender. And his instincts, I think, for the game, base running, are questionable. His defense, like I just said, and if you hit a three-run homer when you're up 18-1, to big deal. And, uh, I mean, so I want to see if they're going to keep Devers. I want to see him move him to to DH and and – and get some some other off defense, a well-rounded player in the infield. I mean, yeah, you got to sign Bogarts too, maybe, hopefully. But you got to get at least Devers or Bogarts. You can't let both of them go indisputably. But you got to get pitching, and you got to get someone. What I like about Story is he's intelligent and he's versatile. You got to get someone who's well-rounded and has a better glove than Devers. And it's just that simple. And that's why Appreciate I was using that stat Great that I was. Great perspective, David. Thank you so much, my man. And yeah, listen, I mean, you can say like, ah, oh, you got to get pitching. You got to get some hitting. Like, yeah, that's that's the way baseball works. You throw in some <laughs> decent managing and some running and fundamentals and you got yourself a baseball team. Yeah. But you've already got Andy. Mm. If you let's say let's say you've got everybody healthy. OK, Devers is healthy. But Bo, Bogart stays. He's healthy. Story actually has a healthy season. And he was beset by so many things last year. Having a baby, injuries, COVID, showing, being signed late, showing up late. Let's say all of everything works out perfectly. Uh, what is it like? What's the first thing if you if you keep everybody that you already have, right? Yeah, you keep keep Verdugo. Uh, you know, uh, Kike's in the house. Ivaldi returns, right? What is the first immediate need you address as Heimbloom right now? Not having uh, to resign anyone. Let's say you keep everybody. You resign. You give Devers a big fat deal. You resign Bogarts. What do you address first? The rest of the rotation, or do you get after that bullpen, which was disastrous? I think I would get, season. I think I would get uh, address the rotation. I'm, I'm a big believer in starting pitching. Starting pitching wins, and I know your bullpen has to be good, but I I think you know Chris Sale. Uh, I have no idea what Chris Sale is or ever will be again. Uh, to me, anything you get from Chris Sale is gravy. I know they're already talking about Hauk and Whitlock uh, being in the rotation, mm-hmm. but I would you got be... Not, you, you could see Bayo make his way up. James Paxton, does he come back? He got absolutely right. nothing out of him last year. But, but I'd like an ace. Down. I'd like an ace or something close to an ace. A, a, a top two rotation type guy would be my priority. Are you pon- Okay, the so then do you roll the dice and do you throw Chris Sale type money which you already just burned a giant like funeral pyre size pile of cash on with Chris Sale 
in a highly ill-advised deal. You never knew he was actually going to like go out one year after Tommy John and then hurt this, catch a ball, break a thumb, fall off a bicycle, getting lunch for God's sakes. Do you go after the the best pitcher on the market, Jacob Degrom, who hasn't pitched a, a full season in God knows how long? But when he's on the mound, my God, because that can that guy bring it? No, that would uh, that would concern me a little bit. Um, okay, I'd be looking for not the Pedro move, but a one of those young pitchers who's about to price himself out of a market um like who, the, who's the guy the the mariners got castillo they traded with the reds and may like a pitcher like that a that is is about to make a lot of money and you can pay that kind of money uh, i'd be looking in that market that's where i think the sweet spot should be for this team right now a young probably late 20s right around 30 pitcher who you're going to pay that somebody else can't pay and that you believe can be a high-end rotation guy because you still could get everything you just talked about maybe chris sale comes back and he's good and you could get bayo to develop into a really good that's all great that means you're really good if all if, if all of those questions come up positive and if oh god forbid oh god forbid let's say you have a bunch of starting pitchers well that's how you figure out the bullpen with whitlock and Hauk and those guys so I would be targeting the the high end of the rotation, but isn't everybody? I mean, isn't that baseball? Like, do you everybody call wants up the better? Angels and say like, how much of everyone? Let me <laughs> just name your price for Otani, who we will absolutely. make the biggest star on planet Earth. I would. Why, Why not? not? Absolutely, I would absolutely for, for an ace and a, and a hitter who bats three hundred. It can hit the ball a country mile. Sure. What about okay? Do you dip your toes back in the Daisuke Matsuzaka waters? Because Japanese ace Kodai Senga is expected to be put up for posting. And also, according to the Jap- the Japan Times, a writer by the name of uh, Shuntaro Fujinami uh, from the Hanshin Tigers is also going to be available. Do you, do, you, do you take that kind of chance? Like, you obviously haven't seen him against Major League Pitching. Right, Daisuke was be... okay-ish for a while, and then that was not. And I'm still waiting for the gyro ball to become a thing. Gyro ball was never a thing, and he single-handedly ruined baseball games because, boy, was he slow and boring. Oh, my games. God. Oh, awful. Um, Otani, yes. I, I always say it. You're the Boston Red Sox. You can do essentially whatever you want to do. Like, I think we forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. We get trapped in these ideas like, oh, well, you know, payroll. I had to get rid of Mookie and uh, tax. and uh, No, you're the Boston Red Sox. Don't tell me about the pain. Just show me the baby, as my uh, college football coach used to say. Just do what you need to do. And, yes, Otani, anybody, anybody who's out there, be aggressive and go be the Boston Red Sox. Don't try to be something you're not. I, I, I think sometimes we've gone down the road of overthinking it. Be the Boston Red Sox. And Otani, you talk about igniting life into Red Sox nation, Boston. Uh-huh. Oh my say, God. Honestly, Andy, save Tom Brady coming back next year, which I, I think I, and you know, listen, sorry to add the Mac. It's not going to happen, but let's just say for one second, because, hey, we're playing sports radio. What if is the name of the game? And that's the business we're in. And right now I'm going to make that business good. Let's say Brady comes back, right? Uh, he and Belichick have been throwing all these rose bouquets at each other recently. Brady knows he's done in Tampa. Hell, he wanted to be done in Tampa and was on his way to Miami this offseason until the famous text message to the wrong Brian and uh, a lawsuit after an early preemptive dismissal from Miami blew the whole thing up, right? He's going to be a free agent. He said he wants to go to San Francisco to play a season for the team he grew up rooting for and idolizing. 
Let's say he does. Okay, maybe you get Garoppolo next season if Mac ain't the guy. If Mac ain't the guy and Brady wants to come home, probably be the biggest sports news story of this of this decade. Short of that, Shohei Otani coming to town would be like one of those stop and remember where you were when you heard about it kind of moments because the guy is that kind of generational, transcendent talent, and he would be the biggest thing. You wouldn't miss a game. You would have a can't-miss-a-game factor about the Red Sox again. And Boston on the whole... Tatum, you want, to see, you want to see Tatum and Brown together as often as possible because the way they're playing this season is really the story behind the Celtics. The defense ain't great. Missoula's finding his way. Um, but Tatum and Brown are becoming a story. But that would be the biggest thing to happen in Boston, and you would never want to miss a start. You wouldn't want to miss an at-bat. He's that great. I agree with you. Just name your price. What, what, what's it going to be? Did I lose you, Andy? Oh, no. Sorry, I thought we had to go to break there. So yeah, we do have to go to break. So I was there. I was, I was just sort of like, feel free. I would give whatever it takes. Whatever um, it takes, exactly. Just like Captain America, the sexiest Mayor, man alive says what, in Avengers yep. Endgame, whatever it takes. Whatever 617-779-7937 7, is the number. When we come back, final thoughts, quick look at tomorrow's slate in the NFL. Uh, any last calls? We'll try to squeeze it all in before 3 o'clock, and we throw it to BC versus North Carolina State. It's Fitzy and Hart here on WEI. First base, home run. Double play. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. Last call here on the Saturday edition of Fitzy and Hart, throwing it to North Carolina State, BC at 3 o'clock for a 3.30 kickoff. You don't gots to go home, but you can't stay here with us anymore. Line one, final call. Coach Mahoney wants to weigh in. What up, Coach? Gentlemen, how are you? How are you, good. sir? Thanks for calling in. I'm good. I just wanted to say thank you so much for entertaining me while I Pokemon Go with my son and his friends every Saturday. You guys have been awesome. Oh, uh, Coach, you. I appreciate the hell out of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating and uh, giving us a chance to entertain and rage and furiate or inform you uh, on the semi-regular. Also, good job by you hanging out with the kids, doing the dad thing as well. We'll probably be joining you, so we may actually uh, – Need an invite to some of your Pokemon Go games sometime <laughs> soon, Coach. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for calling, buddy. Go Pats. Andy, some final thoughts here on the program tomorrow. we got a full slate of games that are stress-free as far as it goes with Foxborough football. Your game of the week, where will your good eyes be tuned to before you turn your eyes back to the Patriots come Monday? Well, the game of the week I want to be the Bills-Vikings, but it sort of hinges on Josh Allen's right elbow. I know they went from day-to-day to hour-by-hour. But either way, if Allen doesn't play, I think that's an interesting game. See what the Bills are without him. But if he plays, that's a fun offensive matchup. And does Rodgers, Rodgers make a last stand after losing five straight with Dak and the Cowboys coming to Lambeau? And, of course, the Sunday night game should be fun as well. The Chargers people of Los Diego against CMC, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the 49ers. Good job, Andy. It's been fun doing the Saturdays. Enjoy having your Sundays back to you. Thank you, still your Saturdays, rather, Sundays. Yeah, with me next Sunday on the postgame show. Good job, Stanley. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Christian Arcand takes over the Saturday 1-4 to slot. It'll actually be 12-2 to next week here on WEI. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the football tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless. And as always, go Pats. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.